0: Welcome to Seven Minutes in NYC, your seven-day-a-week NYC capsule cast where the coolest New Yorkers give you the real deal about the city that never sleeps in less time than it takes to butter your bagel. Hosted by Alex Mito of Superfine Art Fair. Hello, everybody, and welcome to New York City. My name is Alex Mito, and I'm here today with none other than Joel Garjulo. Joel Garjulo is an American journalist, host, and an Emmy-winning reporter working for NBC Universal. Welcome to the show, Joel.
1: You are fancy, <laughs> Alex, You are so fancy. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, wait, how, how did you start that? Did you say hello, New York?
0: Hello and welcome to New York City.
1: I love that so much. Hello, <laughs> New York City, that's awesome.
0: I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. So, Joelle, I am going to kind of put you on the spot here. I'm, I'm going to skip our usual intro question. So, you interviewed me eight years ago. Do you remember that? Oh, my gosh. It's tell me okay. where. I tell can, me where. I, I can spark your memory. So spark. I had a Colombian hot dog restaurant called Los Perros Locos on the Lower East Side. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> You interviewed me and you tried a hot dog. And I still remember like the expression. You're like, whoa, like when you ate the hot dog. And it was a video thing. And, and I still remember. It. I don't know if I could find it anywhere, but it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> Wait, can I tell you something? Sure, I first yeah. When I was looking at your face, I was like, I know him. And I'm so good at placing people and I couldn't, I could not place you. And now that you're (laughs) also, and I think like what I didn't tell you was I hadn't had a hot dog in probably like 20 years before that shoot.
0: Oh my God. And you would have never known. Well, actually maybe because you were so like shocked at the hot dog and it had like, we, I don't know if our listeners out there, I had a restaurant and it was Colombian hot dogs and they were covered with pineapple sauce and potato chips and quail eggs and bacon and all these things. It was on hot the- dog
1: was like this,
0: big. yeah. And, and if you can't see what Joelle's doing with her hands, it's like huge. It's a bit. It was a big hot dog. So anyway, <laughs> Did yes. You
1: just say that.
0: I, I love it. I love it. So I'm it's so good to see you again. I wanted to save that reaction for the actual show so our listeners get it. But I love that. So.
1: Oh, that's uh, that is awesome. Oh my god, wait, you're like I, I need I need to turn the tables on you and interview you. Like I'm I'm so interested with all of this stuff that you're doing. Wait, and I will never, I will never forget that. Can I tell you something? That shoot. <laughs> So now I have – because I didn't eat red meat for the longest time. Uh And then I was like, how do you turn down a hot dog like this? So now I don't eat hot dogs during the year, but over the summer I I reserve a couple of days where I can –
0: Indulge. Cool. We, 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 we turned you back to the side of the hot dogs. I love it. So.
1: They're so good. Like, cool. why did we ever stop eating them?
0: I love it. And just for the record to our listeners, the actual question I was supposed to ask is what is your most vivid New York memory? But I think we kind of hit the nail on the head here. So I think we're good. <laughs> um, So Joelle, I've been interviewed by you and you are an awesome interviewer. How do you get your guests to have that like reaction where they're like, that's a really good question. How do you elicit that in your guests?
1: That is, first of all, thank you so much for saying that, because I really, that's like one of the greatest compliments anybody could ever, oh. could ever pay me, tr- truly. Um, I think just doing your research, right? But also, so it, it, it depends, because for what I do, like yesterday, I'm going to sound so cool, like yesterday, I was interviewing Don Cheadle, you know, like it, it just depends. So there are days when you are sitting there and you're interviewing celebrities, and then there's other days when you're out in the street and you're talking to business owners, and you're talking to people who don't normally have a camera. In front of them, right? So they're two totally different things. In those situations, I think it's just coming in and letting somebody know that you guys are on the same team. Like, I am at a point in my life and in my career where like I am not trying to make anybody look like a fool because that's not I, I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. So you and you can tell, and I'm and and you know this, Alex. Like when you start talking to somebody, you could tell who's a little bit nervous right? So before you even get the cameras on, you just have a conversation because that's what normal human beings do. Yep. And again, like understanding it is not natural to have a camera in front of you and to have all of these people watching you in silence. Like it's awkward. So I just like to try to put people at ease as much as possible. But I think also just as you're doing right now, expressing an interest, letting people know that, you know, you've done your, your homework, your research, make them feel special because I don't, Listen, I'm such a cheese ball, but I do, I, I believe that we are all special. Um, and I think there's finding that light and bringing it out in people. But, but being prepared. Can I just tell you a Jane Fonda sure. story? Yeah, of course. So I was cleaning up my computer because, it, like, I wish I could turn this around so you could see it. But just to paint a picture for everybody, like, you cannot find an icon on here because it is such a mess. But this picture popped up of Jane Fonda from this event very early on in my career. And I'll never forget it. I was on the red carpet and she was coming down the red carpet and i was listening to the reporter next to me interview her and did jane fonda school her ah. and like uh, and listen i idolized jane fonda growing up oh, yeah. like my dad used to tell me that he dated jane fonda so i would tell all my te- which was fake he also used to okay. tell me michael jackson would come over to use the bathroom when i what? was napping okay yeah. But um, so so I like wanted to tell her, oh my god, I did your workout tapes when I was younger, and this and that, and yeah, like this girl was taking so long to ask the question. Jane Fonda was like, "You want to make it in this business? Well, stop yapping. I have no idea what you're talking about. Ask the question." There's a lesson for you. Go. And I was like, oh,
0: Ooh. Okay. wow.
1: Uh, and I just from that moment on, it was like you need to be overly prepared when you're talking to people.
0: Absolutely. And I love that. And I, the two things I want to kind of pull out for our listeners who maybe want to maybe they want to start a podcast or an Instagram live or whatever they want to do, right? Do your research. So important. And really whether you're interviewing like the most famous celebrity in the world or someone who owns a cool little restaurant downtown, just showing that you've done even that base level of research into who they are and what makes them tick before you get into that conversation. It's going to help so much from my experience. And, and thank you for sharing that. Um, and also just like, you know, treating people like people, right. I mean, that's, that's what I pulled from that is like having that little bit of a rapport and conversation before you dive in, because it's not natural, just like being on a camera or being
1: recorded. And can I tell you something like I have been the interview, I've been the subject before. So I, I used to work in accounting and finance before making a segue into TV, Um, And I remember when I was going back to school, like we were like the poster children for the financial crisis because my now husband, he worked at Lehman Brothers. My company had gone under. We are Italian. So we were having like this crazy 400 person wedding. Like it was like, you know, we were like the poster children for that. And a lot of people wanted to interview us because as as you know, it's like you try to find a subject who you can use to show this big thing that is going on in this world. And in that process, when multiple people were doing stories on us, I saw the way some people treated their crews. And I was like, wow, I don't ever want to do that or be that, mm-hmm. um, like, that's not a good, that does not feel good. So, but I, I, I do remember that.
0: That's a good thing to keep in mind. And I think, especially with that framework of like the financial crisis and what that was doing to people, I mean, like like deep, I mean, hurt people very much. So like having empathy in those type of situations can go yeah. such a long way. Um, so I want to shift gears just a little bit. So, Joelle, you're in the know, New Yorker, all over town. What is there a, like a restaurant or a place? And we really need to support restaurants right now coming out of the pandemic. Is there a restaurant or a place that you've recently discovered that you want to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, okay. Recently, um, so I will tell you about two places I recently did stories on. So okay. Cadence, which is in the East Village. Okay. Um it, so this is plant-based soul food. Ooh, cool. Which, like, I didn't even know it was a thing, but yeah. I I have been dreaming about it ever, ever since. It's just a really unique spot. It's very small. You kind of get that like only in New York intimate vibe. There's great people watching because of the block that it's on. Um, cadence and oh, and then Contento. I don't know if you've heard of Contento. It just opened up. I Have you think, heard of it?
0: I think huh? I've heard of it. I'm not sure. Is it, is it Mexican or?
1: Okay. No, so no. it's per, it's Peruvian okay, inspired. Okay. Got it. I feel like, um, you know, like Peruvian food is having a moment in New York oh, yeah. City, but um, no, the thing that's really cool about it. So it was started by these, by these two men, they are both in wheelchairs. And so they wanted to make an accessible restaurant. Like okay. you don't think, you don't think about no. that. And I, I'm embarrassed to say that I never I never fully thought about it until doing this story. Mm -hmm. Um, They were like, you know, like think about it. New York City is really hard to get around. It's
0: extremely hard. Yeah, that's a whole other animal because New York. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like, um, New York is one of the cities where uh, building codes can be grandfathered in, so a lot of places are not ADA accessible. Whereas pretty much anywhere you go in Middle America is ADA accessible, but New York City specifically is not. And it used to be like when I moved to New York maybe 10 or 11 years ago, it was like 60 to 70% of the city was not ADA accessible.
1: Um, oh, my old building.
0: Yeah. A lot, yeah. almost every building really. So anyway, yeah. so go on.
1: Yeah, no, no. so it's, I mean, so it's in East Harlem and it's just, listen, it's a really cool concept, but it's, it's also really great food and I love the wine list too. So what they're doing with the wine list is that they're trying to represent under underrepresented communities via their wine list as okay. well. So it, it's really like, if you think about it, let's just say you are in a wheelchair or let's just say you are hearing impaired or, you know, you're visually impaired. This is a place where you can go. You don't have to worry about, about feeling uncomfortable, about having to be physically picked up to get, you know, cause there's no ramp, there's no this, there's no that. So I just thought that was, it's, it's clever, but it's, but it's also fantastic. Um, and then, oh my gosh, like like an oldie but a goodie that great. I recently discovered. Okay, so Upper West Side Osteria Cotta. Um okay. g- great Italian food. Also great Italian food, Novita, okay. um, and that's in Gramercy. And then let's do one more. Oh my gosh, have you ever been to Oda House?
0: Yeah, Georgian. Yes. Yeah, I love Georgian food. I was in Georgia uh, two years ago. Georgia is one of Where my are favorite. Are uh, we'll talk about that later, but I love Georgia. <laughs> I love Georgian food,
1: <laughs> and that in that place, it's just like I, I I love I love when you go somewhere and you kind of and you feel like you're home. Like you feel like yeah. you know the person in the kitchen could be your yep. grandma, or you, you know, like I, I like having yep. a personal connection to a place like that.
0: We've also enjoyed being here with you today. Listen in every day, seven days a week for more of our conversations with the movers, shakers, and culture makers of the city that never sleeps. Follow us on Instagram at 7minutesinNYC and be sure to post or story anytime you're listening. You can find us online at 7minutesin.nyc or 7minutesinnyc.com. We highly encourage you to get on our mailing list for all kinds of fun New York offers. We also send out the weekly schedule of guests every Sunday so that can help as well. If you're enjoying the show, we'd also appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on your preferred listening platform. That helps other listeners just like you find Seven Minutes in NYC and enjoy our guests' amazing stories. Until next time, New Yorkers and Globetrotters, get out there and make today count.